0: We're all advocates, we're the backbone. We're the backbone of the nation.
1: Show the rest of the world who aren't farmers what it is, what's it it like on a farm, you know, what we do every day. We're feeding the world. Creates a healthy community. So, you know, eat local, buy local, support your local farmers.
0: Welcome back to another episode of The Advocate and happy World Milk Day. In today's episode, Daniel and Wade are joined by Evelyn and Claudia, the New York Farm Girls. While not in school, the New York farm girls work on their family's dairy while sharing their story on social media and connecting with consumers.
2: Evelyn, Claudia, how are things in New York today?
0: Oh, pretty good. We're working ground today, and uh, the fields are starting to get pretty dry, finally. It's about time. And i I've, that's all I've been doing all day. What about you, Evelyn? Um, today I actually started the first day of my internship. I'm working at a place called Country Folks. It's a publications place. So that was a lot of work all at once, but we'll get through it.
2: Sounds good. Dan, how are things in uh, in the big city of Parrington, Texas?
1: It's been busy. Uh, we've been working on the planner. I wish I could say that things were just drying up, but we, we're, we're already dry. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> different circumstances. Heard that. Yeah. And so that's that's about it. Wait, I don't know about you, but I'm excited to have these ladies on the show. Uh, I've I've followed them on different platforms on the social media for quite a while now, and it's a it's a, it's a great honor to have y'all on the show. I just wanted to put that out there in the awesome. beginning.
0: We're happy to be here. We're very excited.
2: And Dan, it and it only makes sense. You know, today's June first. It's World Milk Day. Um, <laughs> listeners out there, grab a glass of milk. Let's learn more about the dairy industry, um, Evelyn Claudia. Why don't we start off by tell us a little bit about yourself and about the operation y'all have there in New York?
0: Okay, so my name's Evelyn. I'm 21 years old. I just recently finished up my animal science degree at SUNY Cobleskill in um, eastern New York, and currently I'm doing an internship uh, all remotely for a publications company and. In a couple months, I'll be moving to Georgia to work at the Dairy Alliance uh, as the second part of my internship, and I've been working on our farm since eighth grade, and that's kind of what made me want to go to school for animal science, and I concentrated in dairy when I was at Coblesco, and... uh, Last summer, I did an internship at a dairy farm, and I kind of realized I didn't want to work on a dairy farm for the rest of my life, but I wanted to still help dairy farmers. So that's why I'm going into ag communications, because I just love talking to the public about where their food comes from. And my name is Claudia. I am 18 years old. I am a senior in high school right now, and I plan to go to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln this fall. Hopefully, I can still go. And I am planning to major in ag business with entrepreneurial studies as a minor. Um, I started working on our dairy farm. I kind of started tagging along with Evelyn when I was in fifth grade. And I just kind of worked there ever since. We were calf managers there for pretty much our whole childhood. And then I kind of got a little bit more interested into the um, equipment side of things. And that's what I've been doing a lot of in the past few years. And that's been really fun. I'm not really great at like um, fixing everything, but I like to run it, so that's <laughs> kind of where I'm at. Um, and so our dairy farm is a we have around 600 milking cows with 1,200 total, and then we've got 1,800 croppable acres, uh, 2,100 acres total. And we Evelyn and I are uh, we're fourth generation farmers and. Claudia, you can tell them about the crops that we grow because I'm not that educated on that side. (laughs) Yep, so we grow corn, hay, soybeans, and wheat, and we are all in-house, so we are able to feed all of our own uh, silage and haylage to our cows. We don't have to buy anything in in that. And then we also have a pumpkin farm, and that's kind of like our own family's business, and we just run six uh, weeks out of the year, and then we grow about six five to 70 acres of pumpkins each year and that's usually pretty popular and a really busy time of year for us
1: right on that's that's really cool uh i can agree with you on one part i'm not good at fixing things but i can sure as heck break the heck out of anything so <laughs> yeah i understand I, I that something
0: i <laughs> And then I left everyone else to fix it. I felt kind of bad, but. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
1: it's okay. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your uh, generational family farm. I'm always interested in learning uh, different sites of of farming and how uh, families have been so invested in in agriculture.
0: Yeah, so our great-grandpa and grandma came over from Germany, and they started a farm here. They started the farm here, and then my grandpa he continued it, and now it's passed on to my dad and his sister and brother. Yep. So it's a partnership between those three.
2: You, you said y'all milk. That's, that's really cool. Y'all milk about six hundred. What y'all, those Holsteins, Jerseys? What 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 is y'all's breed preference there at the dairy? Uh-huh. We all have <laughs> Yeah, we have a, a little bit
0: of a mix, but it's. Primarily Holsteins because that's what my aunt likes. But over the years, the Jersey population has grown a lot, mostly because of me because I'm obsessed with jerseys. And every time there's a jersey in the herd, I'm like, please don't get rid of it. And like now we have like a lot more jerseys in the herd. So we have probably 85 percent Holsteins. Yeah, and we also have a couple like uh, randoms in there. Like Claudia has a couple lineback cows in there. And then we have like the, yeah, with random crossbreeds of
2: the Jersey Holstein crossbreeds. That's interesting. I, was, I always enjoyed learning about people's cow herds and, and kind of how they landed on what, what breeds they have in the barn. Um, you, you mentioned that y'all kind of started out taking care of the calves there at the dairy. Um, is that is that still something y'all do today or did, you, did your younger sister take over those duties?
0: Actually, yeah. So this past week, it's been very exciting because I finally handed over the reins to our younger sister, JoJo. She's actually feeding calves right now. <laughs> and
2: kind
0: of outgrew it a little bit. It doesn't take that long. And uh, JoJo is capable. That's her younger sister. She's 15. And Evelyn passed it on to me, and I passed it on to JoJo. So I've been nonstop in the field lately, and I have not. Missed the calves (laughs) yeah I would say Claudia outgrew it because I like love feeding calves I went when I went to school they have a dairy farm on the campus so I fed calves every morning before classes and then when I came back home like my job was taken by my younger sister so I haven't been doing it for a while but Jojo our youngest sister is doing a really awesome job and she's starting to get more into it
1: all right. So Wade's always interested in animals. I uh, I'm always disinterested in how they're cooked. Uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about your uh, agricultural side of the farm, such as as your uh, crops and your tractors. I like to learn what people prefer on the farm in terms of tractors.
0: So yeah, uh, we are almost 100% John Deere. That's pretty much all that we run here for tractors. We have one case baler, right on. but we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we run a lot of <laughs> <laughs> And then we run a lot of like land all for um implements and we have that's pretty much it for that. Definitely not taking on no till yet. That is not in our um my dad doesn't really like that concept of no till He thinks it's just like it's just not right when you don't plow up the ground. So we've been uh-huh. um, doing a lot of one pass and a lot of like a lot less tillage because we want to stay off the fields a little bit more, especially when New York, when it's like this wet out and we don't want to be running all the equipment all over the field. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I don't know if you have any other questions about that. Hopefully I can answer.
1: Well, I just, I just like to see that uh, y'all know what a real good tractor is, which is John Deere. Uh, that yeah, <laughs> that was my sure. mainly that was my main concern <laughs> there. Excuse
2: me. Uh, you're you're very active on social media, but but people on Instagram and 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 Facebook and TikTok may not know Evelyn and Claudia. What they may recognize is the the New York Farm Girls, um, and that's how that's how Dan and I first came yes. across your page a, a while back. How did how did that brand um, come into existence?
0: Okay, well, everyone thought it was like this big plan that we had to start this big social media page, but it was actually really random. Claudia and I were really young. It was We started about six years ago, so that was a while ago. Yeah, it actually a um, long time ago. Yeah, so we started, we were driving back from somewhere with our parents. Claudia and I were back. Well, from, well we were driving back from another agritourism place. Yeah, so we just got back from another agritourism place. And, and it was pretty easy to tell that there was... We just always noticed that there was more like negative stuff about the dairy industry on social media rather than positive, and that always like bothered us, but we're just like, why don't we do something about it? We have all these calf and cow pictures with nowhere to put them. All of our friends were getting annoyed as crap of <laughs> seeing... We don't care about your cows. They're not that <laughs> special. We're like, yeah, that's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, so all of our friends were getting annoyed of seeing our pictures all over, and we were just like... We need somewhere to put these pictures. Yeah, we knew we, we that, but, like, the agricultural industry, like, everyone in that industry cares about other people's cows, and they yeah. find it interesting, but, like, our friends from, like, our basketball team wouldn't care. Yeah. So, yeah, we decided to put our pictures to use, and we just started posting random things. It's kind of embarrassing to look at our older that posts. was just sending me pictures from, like, 2015 that we were posting. They're just, like, the worst. Edited pictures ever with like no captions on them, so we've definitely grown a lot since then. But that's how we started, it was just really random throwing them up. And it's funny, I always tell this story when we first started, Claudia at first was like, Yeah, let's do this, and then 24 hours later, Claudia wanted nothing to do with the page. I tried to get her to take pictures of the calves, she would cry her eyes out. Bad as that sounds, Claudia was, was like, ch- "Ooh." I was chasing the clout, and yeah. <laughs> Evelyn. Evelyn stuck it out for a while and then I finally was like, Okay, this actually might be kind of fun. And <laughs> <Am> I <laughs> Yeah. So we just started off really instantly and just since then we like been really consistent. We never gave up and, and we found it really cool. So when we first started, we only noticed like maybe two or three accounts, at least that we knew of, that were uh consumers about agriculture. But now if you look at like different farming hashtags you can see like thousands of pages educating consumers yeah. about um where their food is coming from, so we found that really cool. Yeah,
1: I agree. It's I've been around Instagram for a little bit, just almost pretty much as long as y'all have. Definitely not as successful though, but uh, I see the opportunity for so many different people to share their stories on social media. I mean, you just mm-hmm. there's it's exploding. It seems like, and especially with the the whole uh, virus thing going on right now, it just seems like the whole population is is more and more on social media, and you have such a an opportunity to share uh, to the consumer what's going on uh, on a daily basis on everything. And I, I think that's a really neat uh, aspect of it. And it's a tool uh, to use. And I think i are using it just right. Uh, I love it.
2: Thank you. As I, as I scroll, as I scroll through your Instagram page, I see lots of lots of calves and, and those always get good likes. And, um, but there's also some pictures that, that may take some more explaining to the to the general public that looks there. I see a picture of a of a of a cow um, giving birth. How do how do y'all decide what content to post? Because um, it the, the dairy industry isn't just calves and hutches looking looking adorable. Um, there's more to it than that. How do how do y'all go about um, creating the content? So
0: we try to mix it up a lot. Um, we our more moving posts is what gets the most attention, so we really try to talk about like the touchy subjects, like why do you separate the calf from the mom, like um, why do you use artificial insemination, those kind of things. So, like the calf, um, the calf birthing that you were talking about, I think that most people don't get to see that kind of thing. So, why not share what's going on in the farm? I always think creating transparency with consumers is like the main goal of our page. So. We share every little bit of farming life. We don't leave anything out.
2: I think that is a great, great philosophy to have there. And you're right, the dairy industry does get asked some hard questions. Um, but I think y'all's page answers mm-hmm. every single one of them uh, with flying colors.
1: Yep. All right, so I'm sure, I know that in agriculture industry, uh, there are a certain group of people that no matter what you do, uh, right or wrong, uh, better or worse for the farm, uh, there's always going to be that one or or a few people or even a group that are just going to absolutely bomb you for for doing that. Um, tell us a little bit about how you deal with people that have different points of view of how you should be doing things on your farm. Yes.
0: Yeah, so we just tell our followers, like, the point of our page is not to reach those extremists. Like, our the point of, like, explaining all this information about our industry is to reach that movable middle and the consumers that are already, um, consuming our products. But with those people, there are still those people like social media is a free place. Unless your page is private, they can come and look at your stuff all they want. And a lot of them do decide to comment because they have an agenda. And we actually have a guide on one of our posts about how we handle that. And the first thing we do is, are they even have a conversation or are they just fulfilling their agenda and commenting so that they can, um, hijack our post so that's like the first step um just deciding if they want to have a conversation or not if they don't then we just kindly say it's okay that you don't agree with our practices but um i can see that you're not here for a conversation and then if they are generally genuinely curious about it we of course explain them explain the process or we lead them to a post that we already have made about it claudia do you have anything to add about that like how you handle them um, yeah, so we obviously try to keep it as, like, uh, civil and mature as we can. A lot of extremists and activists will come and try to just absolutely blow up in your face using profanity and um, just completely vulgar language, and we don't let that get to us. We Sometimes it does a little bit, but uh, we know the truth of the industry. We know that what we're doing is uh, the most... Is the best way that we can do it. We're not, we have a lot of animal welfare practices put in place to make sure that our cows are always comfortable and happy. And we know um, that we, if we have happy cows, we're going to have more milk. And so it's benefiting everybody. And there's no reason for us to uh, do some of the things that these extremists are saying that we do. And yeah, I think that's like always the thing. They're trying to. Uh, like tell us that we're doing all these terrible things, but we always have to bring it back to like our cows will not produce if they're not happy. That's like the main thing we have to bring them back to, and they it doesn't always get through their heads, but we have to always bring it back to that point.
1: Exactly. So let's uh, let's talk about the the more peop- more people that maybe don't understand uh, what's going on, and they have their own perceived. Uh, ideas of how it happens versus what you're doing in order to uh, literally make a living. And you don't want to harm uh, your, your your cattle. You don't want to harm things in order to be able to, I mean, because you care about them. It's it's something that's not just, oh, that's a cow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know some people that name their whole herd. I wouldn't want to do that, but I do know people oh, yeah, that do that. Her. And so.
0: <laughs> we, need well, we have, we have 1,200 okay, well, we 1, cows in our day.
1: Okay. So do you name each one of those, and do you call them by name, or do you just have a certainty you that you know by just visual appearances?
0: No, they're all written on their name tags, on their ear tags.
1: Wow. I am uh, yeah. I'm impressed. How do you,
0: you come up with that many brain. names? Oh, they're so dumb. A lot of. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's a quick story. One time my aunt, because she's the one that writes out the ear tags, she's like, Evelyn, should I name this calf? And I said, I don't know. And so we now have a cow in the herd called
1: I don't know. <laughs> I love it. That's great. So so when you're when you're herding them in to to start milking or whatever, you're calling out their names. Do they ever recognize their name? Cuz I don't work with cattle, period. I need to know these things. But uh do they sort of recognize what's going on or not at all? Or is it just for fun? I don't I, don't
0: I mean I, I pretend that they do, but they <laughs> definitely do. <laughs> I
1: mean, there's certain okay. cows... That,
0: there's definitely certain cows we bonded with. They'll come up to us and, like, want their scratches. But all the other ones don't really care about us.
2: Mm-hmm. Dan, do your tractors okay. not have names? Well,
1: that... uh, well, we call them by Oh, the my number gosh. You just started <laughs> I mean...
0: naming them. I just started naming them. Oh, my ours.
1: word. Okay. What, yeah, what's your I... tractor's names? <laughs> so
0: the one I was going to say is Beatrice. And she's a 9330. She's a total beast. So... But I've been really struggling trying to name them because my dad and I had this whole debate. He's getting all—he's um, just not having it that I'm naming machinery girls' names. But I don't—I think that they should be girls' names. <laughs> it's been a whole ordeal in our house. But I don't know. I really do think that all—all all vehicles and machineries are she. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know.
2: Lots
1: of people say well, we got her in the field, or, well, we got her running. That's so what I'm saying. I agree with you on that. Yeah, like, I agree. He's I like, that's agree. a big
0: tractor. It needs, it needs a manly name. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was so mad.
1: <laughs> I used to have a pickup named Matilda, and I think that's the only piece of equipment I've ever named in my entire life. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my dad would be a little weirded out if he came in with name, and all the tractors had name tags on them, but I was really debating it today.
1: <laughs> that would be uh funny no we on our farm we just call them by the model numbers we got 9300 you got 8360 and just and the yeah. combine all this it's exactly the model numbers i never even thought about naming the tractors but uh <laughs> that's awesome I love it I uh, know
0: uh, I didn't I really didn't think about it until you're in the tractor for like 18 hours a day and then you're like you know what we've bonded today we need to name them <laughs>
1: I agree. I mean, you you spend enough time in something, you kind of, you just, you bond with it. I agree 100%. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, let's let's move on. Uh, I love talking about how y'all challenge, uh, excuse me, I loved how y'all have a a bracket to sort of speak about how to deal with people that uh, may want to, may want to have a conversation with you or may even want to just meet their agenda and feel like they're they've done good for the day. But uh, I want to move on to a little mm-hmm. bit different question. Uh, moving on to a per- personal perspective, what does life look like for each of you uh, 10 years from now? What, what do you think that looks like?
0: God, we hate this question so much. But, okay, I'll start. Because I have, like, a, a lot of things, changes happening in the next couple months. I... Mm-hmm. I don't know, like a couple of years ago, I thought I'd be in New York forever, but all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, let's uh, get out of the state and go down south. So I'm headed to Georgia, hopefully next month. And so I've been like debate. I don't even know what's going to happen. Like if I will like my job down there or not. So I'm kind of planning on staying down there for a while, just seeing how I like it, if I can handle the heat or not. But I don't know. I kind of want to head back home eventually because our pumpkin patch is really fun and I'd love to run it alongside my sisters one day. But for now, I just want to like start my own thing and branch off a little bit from New Farm Girls and branch off from my family and just create my own brand. So right now my only plans are moving to Georgia and that's all I got in the books you now. And yep. So for me, I, I've always been a pretty big homebody and I've always loved like where we live and everything, but I decided to go to Nebraska for college. So um, that was kind of a decision I made because I have a big feeling that I'll be back in New York um, for a majority of my life. So I wanted to kind of get out and uh, get a different perspective and culture difference out there and, I've always been really invested into both of our um, businesses, both our pumpkin farm, especially, and then our dairy and crop farm. And I just feel like I have, there's a lot of potential in both businesses and they're very, our parents uh, definitely showed us how to be really hard workers and that there's a lot of opportunity if you just make it for yourself. So, um, I definitely can see, uh, me taking over our uh, pumpkin farm, hopefully with my sisters. You never know, but um, and expanding that business and seeing where that takes us. So,
1: right, on. I mean, it all it all comes down to where you're comfortable and where you think that you can make uh, good decisions for yourself and, and the family. And I, I understand that completely. Uh, Wade, do you want to move on to the rapid fire questions?
2: Absolutely. We've got uh, oh a. <laughs> <laughs> got a couple questions for you here. Um, I think I said four early on. We're going to do three this time just because I couldn't think of another one. Uh, we're going to ask both of you this question. What is your favorite dairy product to eat?
0: Ice cream. Mine is definitely ice cream. Okay, so I'll give you cream, what kind. Chocolate peanut butter ice cream. Me too, but that's not my favorite dairy product. I just came up with this yesterday because I didn't realize how much I like it. Sour cream. Ew! <laughs> I don't know. I
1: don't what is it? So you're eating yeah, it I like eat yogurt, it, or oh, that's no, just... no. oh no, oh no! I've never criticized I a, a, a guest till now. Oh my, that's that's not right. Oh even. my god! <laughs> well, <disgusting.
0: Cat coughs> cheese is better than sour cream. Oh, uh, sorry guys. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm hilarious. all for promoting. That's for this episode. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm all for promoting dairy industry uh products but like cottage cheese is just something that it, it just makes me uh yeah i can't even explain I love it.
2: <laughs> Dan what's your what's well, your favorite dairy like product
1: <laughs> I'd have
2: to go with ice cream all the way I mean yeah, every day and every so all day
1: good. ice cream it just wins there's no two ways about it what about you weight?
2: yeah I like a good glass of chocolate milk just it's just good Ooh,
1: that's good <laughs> awesome Oh, uh, what, what's your favorite job on the farm? Actually, both of you. I want to hear from both of y'all.
0: Oh, man. Um, <laughs> my favorite job is probably... Honestly, I like doing anything in the fields. I love to do... I love to... Um, I can't even think of my favorite one. I know. So, I like to... I like to change the look of a field. I think it's really satisfying. So if you're like plowing up a hay field or and like changing it from green to brown, I just love it. I don't know why. It's so satisfying to me. So yeah. Okay. my job is uh, working in the maternity pen. Last summer, I worked at a farm that milked around 1900. So they had around like seven calves a day and I got to um, birth calves every day and it was really fun. I just love being there for like their first, Seconds of birth and raising them
2: from there. Awesome, I love it. Dan, the the last question's yours. Um, go ahead and ask it away.
1: All right, so y'all are big on social media. I just recently found y'all on the Tickety Talk, which is pretty cool. Y'all got—I oh, no. mean, everywhere I look, it's NYC girls, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers everywhere. I mean, y'all are doing something right, and so uh, I want to put y'all <laughs> on know the spot to here. Thing happens, but. Uh, you know what? I tell you the truth. I don't even know either. I've got like over fifty thousand followers, and I don't even know what I oh did to gosh. get that. So, yeah, I, exactly. I don't know what I'm doing. Honestly,
0: people people are follow crazy on that. Like they'll follow all these accounts, and I'm like, I know, like I don't even know. I don't know how it all works, but
1: yeah. It's a it's a weird platform, but like I was saying, I'm going to put y'all on the spot here, and I want y'all to name the top three social media accounts that y'all follow.
0: Oh, boy. On, TikTok, <laughs> on what?
1: what you think? On whatever. It could be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, okay. uh, MySpace, whatever you got.
0: I would say our favorite Facebook and Instagram is TDF Honest Farming. He kind of does, like, the same thing we do, but, like, he's a lot bigger than us. Bigger? Yeah. And Facebook, he's bigger than us. Like, really good at explaining it. And he has, like, a... also very sarcastic, just like us. Like, a dry sense of humor. So, it was really fun to follow him. Claudia, who do you think? Oh, man. That was mine. Um, (laughs) Let's see. I really like... Oh my gosh i gotta look at my phone um probably also a millennial farmer oh, millennial farmer he did visit our farm so we're big fans now um wait
1: who's and that and he definitely got I'm, our youtube i've never heard going. of
0: him you haven't
1: i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm totally
0: oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah he, really so <laughs> he definitely got our youtube like picked up a lot when he came to visit us and that's actually how those are inspiration to get back into the vlogging. Mm-hmm. He has such a far reach, and a lot of his followers aren't even farmers, so he's just helping educate the consumers yeah. even more. I would say, yeah. And then I think our third one is probably we love to learn about things that we don't know a lot about. So, oh. so <laughs> New Mexico Milkmaid on Instagram teaches a lot, of, like all the consumers uh-huh. about sustainability and environmental things like that and we are definitely not smart in that way and we have never gotten involved in our farm like that you know on that side of things so we love to and if i had to add one more because i just claudia and i just found this page and we just think it's the coolest thing ever um we don't know anything about cranberry farming until now
2: and if you follow cranberry
0: chat she is really (laughs) good about explaining everything on her stories so i recommend following her Wish we found her. She just started her account, so it'd be cool to help her get wow. off the ground a
1: little bit. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I actually have never even thought about cranberries because, yeah, that's pretty. That's I know. Pretty we cool. didn't I to give her they love
0: cranberry like juice and everything in those bags. They look so
1: fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't they have them in like tons of tons of water or something like that? If I'm thinking right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And she's that's like working kind of all the time, shaming. so she has tons
1: oh, of yeah. non-founder stories about how they run right on i love it uh, yeah uh, y'all are uh definitely in the social media realm of, of people that are are willing to learn and also uh i love that you're willing to learn from others because it all when it all comes down to it, social media like i have said in the beginning it's a it's a tool and if you use it right you can yeah. share your story with thousands and thousands of people and that's what y'all are doing and uh I, i'm I'm really grateful for that because uh, as a whole, you don't see a lot of dairy industries, at least I don't, on on social media. And so I'm always willing to, to learn about that because, I mean, who doesn't love ice cream or who doesn't love uh, a yeah. good glass of milk or chocolate milk from whatever? I mean, it's just – that's the way it is.
0: Yeah, I agree. And we always say, like, if you can talk about your dairy farm, like, please do – because we our saying is, tell your story before someone else does it for you. So, uh-huh. if you have a dairy farm, you should be talking about it on social media, even if you're not comfortable with it at first. Yeah, people want to know uh-huh. where their food is coming from. A lot of people have questions after they see the uh, propaganda from animal rights activists and vegans on the
1: uh-huh.
0: on, in, on the internet. And they're like, oh, wait, is this actually happening? And then they're a little hesitant about it. But if we get a lot of more of the truth out about the dairy industry, then it's a, it'll... Uh-huh come around it'll be a good thing in the end yeah
1: i'm gonna move away from the narrative just <laughs> here a second wade and y'all are both about in your 20s uh and I, i'm curious i mean i i've done social media just as long as y'all have just about y'all plan to continue uh this until you die or do y'all see a stopping point where do you think <laughs> that the threshold is for social media in terms of age because i mean you look at zach he's He's at least so 40, I think, our, and then there's other people
0: out there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of our followers always ask us that, right, Claude? Yep. Like, they're always like, what about when you go to college and when you move to Georgia? Like, who's going to take over the page? And we're like, don't worry. We're not going to stop sharing our lives with you, and we'll yeah. have agriculture in our lives in one yep. way or another. So, I think as long as we enjoy doing it, we're going to keep on going with it. Yep. And we... It's not like our knowledge about the industry is going to go away, and we might not be around cows all the time, and I have like good content like we do now, but it's not like we're just going to like totally cut it off as soon as we get off the farm for a little bit, and we also have a younger sister that we've been trying to integrate into our business here, and it's kind of been a little successful, a little not, but... We're giving her time because she's in the stage right now that I was in about five years ago when you know I was like against the whole thing and crying when I had to take pictures and she's going through (laughs) that right now. So we're just we're hoping she gets over it. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully it's just
1: right on. (laughs) Well, that's cool. You know, I'm always interested in learning from other people that have these uh, massive platforms of of sharing with other people about their farm and excuse me about their farm. And I'm I just interested in seeing where their threshold is for uh, where they think they should quit and when not, and how much work they're willing to put into it. Because you look at YouTube, and that's a that's a ton of work, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. we were very hesitant about starting our YouTube again, because we did it a couple of years ago, and we're like, oh my gosh, you have to edit it for like six hours. We're not doing this. Like, this is not a good waste of, <laughs> a good use of our time. <laughs> uh-huh. So... Then we I started doing a little bit more, a little less editing, kind of more of a simple vlog style. Like I, I started doing a little more research on it and we do we've been doing uh, live streams every Thursday, really connecting with our followers on and our subscribers on YouTube and all of that and we found it to be like a really good community of farming on um YouTube more than I think any other platform. A lot of people there's a lot of older people on YouTube just because they have a really great attention span unlike the younger generations like i could never watch a 20 minute youtube video i get so bored
1: but youtube
0: YouTube has a lot of older people on it and we found that super beneficial to us and we're gonna keep on we try to do a couple videos a week but it takes about two or three hours of editing i think and it's just especially like during planning season it's just so hard to keep up with and if i don't post like for four days people
1: started asking if I'm okay and I'm like alive and I'm like, yes, I am. I'm just,
2: I, can't do, I can't keep up with it. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. so. I agree. I see. I understand. Well, yep. Evelyn, Claudia, thanks for coming on the, the episode today. It's uh it's, it's world milk day. Like I said, to begin it, you, you should be done with your glass of milk by now. Um, we're about 37 minutes yeah, in. Sure. So <laughs> go back to your fridge, top it off again. Um, if you're out of milk, go to the store and buy some. Um, why don't y'all plug your social yeah. medias for us? Um, let the folks know out. Let the folks out there know where they can find y'all.
0: Yep, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok uh, under NY Farm Girls.
2: Awesome, folks! Those links will be uh, in the show notes below. Dan, close it out for us,
1: ladies. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, just like Wade, but it's always fun learning about things and. You know, in this time and place, we're sitting at a in a time where it's difficult to have any sort of job in agriculture, and uh, I really appreciate y'all's willingness to just share that w- with the world, honestly. Um, if y'all want to leave us with your final thoughts uh, for our guests, go ahead, please.
0: Yeah, so uh, we just want to thank you again for having us on the show today. And we really honestly, our biggest message is we want our consumers that are buying our products to know that their products are coming from a safe uh, place and it's we do everything we can to keep everything, um, all of their products healthy and safe. And I want to keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I <laughs> so. so I would say our message is to farmers out there if you have a farm and you are not advocating for yourself and other farmers then you should be because you really don't have an excuse not to we are the future of the ag industry um what you're talking to consumers about now is what they're going to think of us and we need to be talking because if you don't there'll be other groups that are against agriculture telling our story for us so i would just say get out there even if it makes you uncomfortable like learn to tell your story and show consumers that we are not the bad guys and we're just working to feed America.
1: Right on. I a hundred percent agree. Well, ladies, I again want to thank you for coming on our show. Uh, it's always a pleasure getting to learn about things that I don't know about. And uh dairy industry is definitely one of them.
2: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the advocates. Be sure and check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages to see who will feature next. On behalf of Dan, I'm Wade. We'll see you next time.